Yo, this is Joe. And this is your boy, Eli. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. On this episode, we'll be giving a quick little breakdown of our thoughts and opinions. But first, the intro. Welcome back to another episode of the Off Wrestling Podcast. I believe Joe wanted to start off with the mystical powers of Damian Priest. How did you feel about Damian Priest and his superpowers during Raw this week? Bro, I thought we were done with the superpowers when the Alexa thing got the horrible reaction that it did with the Lily doll. But I just hope this is like a one-time thing and they're just going to judge it because on the response and say, all right, that, okay, they didn't like it. It, it was terrible. Sure. But yeah, again, I thought we just stopped doing it. Like, and I think they said so. All he did was get down on one knee. It was Damian Damian Priest versus AJ, and he gets down on a knee and somehow knocks all the power out. They go to a commercial and then come back, and the match is over. There's no finish, and they were like, "Well, the power's been restored, but you know, the match is over." I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what is this? What is this? Are- is he Bray Wyatt now? Like, what's going on? Is he supposed to replace the Undertaker now? Like, what is what are, are we just giving everybody mystic abilities? I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping they have like a, at least a decent explanation for what that what is this happening right now? Because <laughs> if they're just having the power ball for no reason, because he literally he hit AJ, AJ fell out of the ring. I'm like, okay, maybe AJ's gonna jump back in the ring or something. Try to go for the phenomenal form. Nothing. He was just outside. Lights got dark. Match was over, and I'm like, that's how y'all ended. Come back and AJ's backstage, like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, oh, this is you just jump back in the ring, (laughs) right? Just get back in there. You've jumped up from worse, you know what I mean? So that really kind of bothered me a little bit. Like, why would you end the match like that? And then it's like, what's the explanation for it? And then I was just like, we don't know what happened. And it's like, no, like, it's got to be a recess. You know, you know, next week is going to be a fireball. It's got to be like, it's got to be. I know they're they're saying like they might be like the new brood or whatever. Like, that's a possibility. Um, So maybe like the mystical powers kind of come in there where they can just stop matches when they want. I don't know. I would, I would rather, I would rather that AJ just wake up, be covered in blood. Like, if they're just going to do the new brood thing, just do it all the way. Do that. Yeah. Or they could have had it where the lights went blue and the edge, just like holding AJ in a chokehold or something. Okay, you but said it, holding him, so I was like, I don't know what I you're mean, talking like, about. Doing something to him, I don't know, but yeah. like holding him or having him in a chokehold or beating him up outside with the something. lights on, because then it would explain it a little better. But now it's like, wait, what was that? Like, why did they do? like they're trying to get people to talk about it versus like actually having it make sense? You know what I mean? So. But yeah, something that did uh, make sense is this build with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins. Mm. I'm liking it. I think it's going to be another banger at WrestleMania Backlash. This is probably the only rematch that I'm excited for. This is like a fresh matchup. We saw it one time where it was a surprise at WrestleMania. And now it's like actually a match where it's not a surprise. It's built towards you know an actual match. And I feel like now that Seth like knows that Cody's there for sure, yeah, they can actually build up the feud and build up the match and prepare it to where like it's actually going to be another good, you yeah. know, good match between the two. Cody's still got to go over like a hundred percent though. Yes, 
Cody's got to go over. But then I'm also like, what if Seth like cheats to win? Because would they have Seth taking the ill twice in a row? I don't know. He already mm. lost the WrestleMania. Technically, mm-hmm. technically, Seth lost in every single match leading up to WrestleMania. That's why he wasn't on WrestleMania. You're right. So he's taking like seven L's on a weekly basis, <laughs> but still, I mean, you gotta you gotta protect Cody. I, I say they're gonna have Cody going over because it's like you gotta protect Cody coming over from AEW. You mm-hmm. can't make it look like yo, you jump ship to WWE and you know win the first one, lose the next one. I think Cody's gonna be on like a, a ten a ten win streak. I can see that. I can see that. He's a new guy coming. He's in. a guy, and he's still very hot right now and the fans are really behind him so i get it you know what i mean yeah you saw that segment with uh him and the miz on raw i did that was a really good segment <laughs> yeah <laughs> one one thing i did find hilarious is that so you know how vince man has like certain lingo that he likes being used in wwe and it was just funny watching the miz correct him like every single step of the way it's like cody was like yeah i can't wait to win the universal wwe universal championship belt and miz was like it's a title pant pants hold up belt or belts yeah. hold up pants you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. and then he was like yeah we'll see who's a better wrestler and then the miz is like we're superstars it's like you can just see every little thing like that's a specific wwe thing and was like oh yeah i forgot about that yeah and that was just good on miz to like catch that right then and there yeah and it just shows like pretty much what cody was saying like he's reliable, you know what I mean? In the system yeah. that WWE is, he's reliable. And if anything, like, he's, like, <laughs> the marquee sports entertainer. Like, he does everything, like, to the WWE team. He you is. Know what I mean? Like, you could tell, like, Vince. That's why he keeps giving celebrity matches and these big feuds. He's, he's always relevant guy. because he's, like, he fits the WWE mold so well. He does. You know what I mean? So um, that was the perfect person to correct him. And just seeing, like, the – the indie guy that left WWE and like started, you know, his own company pretty much versus like the pretty much the prototypical WWE sports entertainer. That was just a good mesh between the two of them. And I almost feel like Miz might actually get intertwined in this Seth situation. I don't know for sure, but I can see in the build Miz coming back again to try to go go at Cody. I can see that. Yeah. And over to SmackDown. Uh, well, SmackDown and kind of Raw because it kind of bled over to Raw. You saw with the Usos talking about possibly unifying the tag titles. Do you love it or hate it? I'm here for it, but um, I feel like mm. it, it. I am, yeah, because I feel like mm. you get to a point where it's like, wait, who's the Raw champions again? Not gonna oh, lie, I low key forgot when they were saying it at that point. Is it these two? And it's like, RK Bro, okay, they are tag champions, you know what I mean? And but do they really need the titles? I don't. I don't know if they need them. But it's like I feel like it takes more attention off the tag division, or it puts more attention on. Them, I think, but it takes like more attention away from other tag teams that are there because it's literally gonna be like maybe the same two tag teams for like months, and then another <laughs> team's gonna come in. You know what I mean, so it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like there's less attention on the tag division, but maybe like since there only is gonna be one set of titles, they can probably put more attention. Just on the division as a whole, I don't know. Like, I feel like this is their chance to try to rebrand that tag division. You know what yeah. I mean? But we'll see. No, normally, I'm not the biggest fan of like you know unifying titles. Of course, you know that's less opportunities. But when I really think about it, there's really only like five tag teams in WWE. Like this, Alpha Academy. There's RK Bro. There's Usos. There is. Uh, are the Viking Raiders still there? I <laughs> forget sometimes. <laughs> the Viking Raiders. They are. Um, yeah. Uh, Street Profits, and that's about it. Since Shinsuke and Booze aren't there, like that's really it. So mm-hmm. it's really not like you know something with the WWE title when you have like you know 
30, like 20 legit guys or whatever can fight for the title. It's like, this is it. So, I mean, honestly, it's it's, it's a good move to yeah. feature everybody. And for me, it's like, is the brand split ending soon? And they're just like slowly unifying the titles yeah. to the point where there's yeah. going to be just the two brands like it was before in like the t- 2010s or whatever. Yeah. But I can see them doing that with the women's title too next, you know. Yeah, oh man, it's coming. It's definitely coming. They'll probably yeah. say that for SummerSlam or something. But I definitely see it coming. You know what I mean? Like them unifying everything. And I feel like I would definitely be here for like the IC and the US titles to be merged together. Absolutely, because often I forget who's champion. Yeah, and it's like one one or the other is always less important. Usually both of them are less important. <laughs> but if there's <laughs> one, I feel like, you know, you have like this marquee mid-card guy that always has a title and i feel like that would kind of elevate it a little bit so that's the one that i'm here for but other than that i'm just like yeah like is this gonna be like good or bad for the talent moving forward there's so many people there's so much talent and it's like does this give them less of opportunity i don't know yeah did you see um i can't remember this i i believe it was smackdown that the um lacey evans they basically kind of repackaged her they did. They they repackaged her. Um, it's not like she was just telling her actual story. Like there was no. It's one of those things. Like there was no gimmick at all. Like it was just legit. I don't know her. I mean, I don't obviously like. I don't know her like true actual story. But it sounded like you know with everything she was talking about. You know, getting away her her father and struggling. You know, things like that. It sounds like there was no gimmick. Like is that a good gimmick? Just having no gimmick and just telling your real story. Like, and she was a face too. Yeah, it was like, very different from, like, any vignette I've seen. And yeah. I was like, it's not really a vignette. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, like, a new character. It just kind of seems like they're trying to show you the real her and, like, almost, like, make her, like, a baby face, which is different because, like, she was literally a heel before. I hated you know? that Southern Bill um, act, act like, like a lady. Act like a lady. Yeah. The woman's right thing was, it was, it's a, I know the big show has a the punch to the face, but the whole, just, basically, I'm just punching you and the match is over. I absolutely hated it. Yeah, but it's like I had mixed. Feelings. I was like, I feel like this promo would have been better, like in a feud. Yeah, like her show you that side if she's against a heel or something. But at the same time, it's like they tried it with her before and it didn't work. So like, whatever mm. is going to work for her works. You know what I mean? But it just depends on like, do the fans really care about it when she comes live into the arena? Yeah, that's the that's the most important thing. But it I seems do feel very like random. yeah, I, it does it does seem random. But I do feel like telling your true story at least people are kind of getting a feel for who you actually are and not just this character. You know what I mean? But again, like you said, it just depends on whether or not people care when she gets out there. Yeah, but at first I was like, "What is this?" Because she was kind of shaky and she started crying. I'm like, "Okay, like she's crying." I'm starting to get into it a little bit more. Like, oh, this is real. And they started showing pictures of her being a mother. And I'm like, "Oh, okay, I see what they're trying to do now." Yeah, but um. I don't know. Like, I'm here for it if it's like, if it creates another great character. But I could definitely tell it's gonna be like this Mrs. America. Mm. I was in the army character. You know what I mean? But she's now a marine. She's a marine. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, she actually like was in the army. You know what I mean? So why not build off her real life experience? But if it means like new dope storyline, here for it. You know I mean? If it's gonna be Zia Lee and she's going in three weeks, I'm not here for it. Bruh, where is Zia Lee? Right now? I don't know. Where she's a protector, she? but she's not protecting anybody. She I have no nobody. Clue. To my nobody. knowledge, they just have nothing for her. You know, I don't know. WWE man. Uh, I guess speaking of building faces, did you see the? Um, it was like a the Mad Cat Moss and Happy Corbin split. 
Uh, How do you feel about this? So you you guy. know Madcap Moss is my guy, bro. Guy. I've been saying this since day one. And I actually love like the genuine like they didn't have to I mean they kind of they, they turned Baron Corbin on him. I mean happy Corbin on him, mm-hmm. but really like he was kind of over. Like people were starting to get behind him for the last couple weeks anyway, because they can tell there was some tension there. So naturally he's a face, you know what I mean? And when you really look at the character, like you know. He, he is like a, a face. He's just like a funny, like goofy, whatever character, but he can work in the ring. And he kind of reminds me of like Drew McIntyre with a horrible gimmick. Yeah. I, could, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the it build. Like, bad, yeah. but like the gimmick is terrible, but it can be worked on. And everybody gets a terrible first gimmick. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But he's easily one of my favorite superstars, you know? Um, but yeah, I love the segment and everything. Love that they finally actually did it. I thought they were going to do this in Mania. Don't know why they waited. Maybe it was like a time thing, but you know, yeah. it, it paid off for me. I just wonder if he's still gonna come out in the suspenders and keep this gimmick and just <laughs> completely change it. Yeah, we'll see. They might have him in the suspenders for a couple more months and then one day they'll probably repackage him or something. Yeah. It'll just be moss. Moss. Oh man. <laughs> um, but no, I seen it coming a mile away, but I will say, like in the segment, like they did really good character wise for what the characters do. Yeah, you know what I mean, and um, I think at, at one point Corbin looked really hurt. Like, you heard my opportunity to beat Drew. Like, if you wouldn't have stood up on that apron, I would have won. You know what I mean? And that really got me. And then just like um, Mac Hat coming back into like, well, you're a bad friend and all this stuff. And it was good. His jokes are actually funny to me sometimes. I hate to say it. Right. But, just uh, me. <laughs> all, right, all right. Just me. Just me. Just me. Just me. Just me. Just, just you, my guy. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it is true. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if Matt Cat would have never gotten involved, like, Corbin probably would have had a chance of winning. But at the same time, it's Drew McIntyre. I don't know. Like, yeah. he's not he wasn't, he wasn't going to win that anyway. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I'm really excited for Matt Cap, and I definitely think he has a bright future. And I love that he got some offense. Like, usually when somebody splits, they just they just get, yeah, they get the like person. demolished, and that's it. Especially when it's, uh, you know, the heel kind of separating from the from the face. Like, what they what they did with Jag Gaspard and JTG a couple of years ago, like normally it's just all straight straight up heel offense. You know what I'm saying? Just getting heat. But I love the mix of it. It was it was dope. Yeah, he still came out looking pretty strong, so that was yeah. cool. And then we had the SmackDown debuts. We had a couple of raw ones. I think we talked about that in the last episode. We had the SmackDown debuts. Is it um, Gunther or Gunther? Because they, they pronounced Gunther. it like <laughs> multiple ways, and even yeah. Cole was correcting Pat. Like it's it's Gunther. And then the announcer says Gunther. I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever. yeah. What is this? Gunther his, mama just call, his mama named Walter, so I'm gonna call him Walter. You know yeah, I, mean? I still call him Walter. Like I was looking at pictures of him online just for like social media posts, and I was typing Walter, and it was just all NXT stuff. And I'm like, why is it all NXT? I've been Gunther, <laughs> and it all came up yeah. all the new posts. And I was like, wow, this is just his name now. Did they completely? I mean, when did they change his theme? I don't know. Is it different? Yeah, the, the theme is different and it's horrible. I'll just say that it's not the <laughs> it's not the Imperium thing. It's not that dun 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 dun, dun, dun which would have been perfect. Oh, it's like Lord. something. It's like on a video game when you don't own the rights to a song, and so you got to make another song that sounds similar to that song but completely different. It, it was bad. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I have to watch that that match back and. See. I do love how when well, I don't love when I say love, but I kind of hate <laughs> when people come to SmackDown and it's like. So his, I mean, his his ring work is still the same and everything, but it feels like they always do something to either like water down or change the character completely. Like they got rid of Shadi's tank, Pete Dunn. They pretty much made him in the Scrappy Doo. 
and then the whole Gunther, Gunther thing, like you know, I know they've been they changed the name, you know, a, a while back, but it's just you know whatever it is now. I just feel like instead of debuting against, uh, I don't I hate to call him a job or whatever, but instead of just debuting <laughs> against that guy, he actually could have debuted against Roman, and it would have had like a huge reaction. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's that big of a, you know, what I mean, he's that big of a name to where. You don't have to bring him in as like you know uh, that kind of act. Like he could have, he definitely could have came in and at least beat up the Intercontinental Champion. You know I mean? Yeah, they're definitely trying to do the slow build with him, and they also had Ludwig Kaiser there, and I think they changed his name too. It's something, something yeah. different when he was in NXT. Um, so that's that's a little interesting too. Trying to get used to a newer name for that guy, but I'm also like, why didn't they bring up the other guy from Imperium? They had them break up when they were in NXT. Yeah, they didn't bring him. I don't know why they didn't bring him up. I don't know. And I'm like, why not have the, just the same Imperium character and have yeah. him be that on the main could, roster? Could have been Imperium versus uh, the Bloodline. Could've right. Been. Yeah, it could have been that and actually build him up to be something. But I don't know. Maybe they're trying to you know do the slow build and kind of slowly get him more wins. But he looked good in this match. And that's the point. Like, you're supposed to look yeah. good in your debut match. You know what I mean? Unlike, you know, Karrion Cross losing <laughs> in his debut match. I hate, I, hate <laughs> saying physical, I hate saying physical, but his match was physical. It was physical. It was physical. Physical. But he, he, made, looked, he definitely, just the way he does the chops, so you can always hear it. Like, he makes the wrestling look so good. So, yeah, yeah absolutely love the character. They also had a debut. They had, um, so they changed the name, but it was Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. It was, yeah. I think it was Raquel, Ra- sorry, Ra- Raquel Gonzalez when she was yeah. in NXT, I believe. And they changed it to Rodriguez, which I'm like, did that did that need to be changed? I don't know if that did it. Did we need to do this? Did oh, we yeah. need to do this? I don't know if we needed to do this. Um, but it was just an okay moment. I, I wish they would have had her wrestle too. Right. Like if you're gonna have Gunther wrestle, why not have <laughs> Raquel? Him Gunther. Like. A lot of people. A lot of people got backstage moments though this week. Now that I think about it, like they gave yeah. Raquel a moment backstage. They gave um, Lacey Evans like a moment backstage. Even uh, Tommaso Ciampa, because he was debuted on Raw, I believe. Like they threw him, they threw him in the, they kind of introduced him for a moment, and then they threw him in the middle of that whole Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens thing, you know what mm-hmm. they where he that. met, he met, uh, I, I don't want to call him Ezekiel. He met Elias, the size as <laughs> Ezekiel, and he was like, "Oh yeah, nice to meet you, Ezekiel." And then Elias you know, the Kevin Owens was like, "That's that's not Ezekiel. That's Elias." They just kind of threw him in the mix back there, but he didn't have a match. I definitely was anticipating him debuting with um uh Damian Priest, but they did that weird stuff, you know. So but yeah, gave a lot of people moments, no matches. I think Walter was like the only person that got a match. Weird. Yeah, it was weird. Um and I don't like how they they almost put the Los Authorials in the segment with Raquel. Yeah. And it's like she's already kind of being typecasted. Yeah, don't don't put her in that. She didn't wrestle, so I'm like, is she gonna be a manager? Manager. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of hated that too. I was like, man, if they just make her they brought her up just to be a manager, I'm gonna absolutely hate this. Just let her wrestle. It would have been better for Queen if you're gonna typecast, like maybe have Queen Zelina come up to her and be like, I want you to be like an enforcer for I don't know, just something. Yeah. Like where it's just like she's in the women's division doing you know women wrestling something and not wrestling. having her manage because I I've seen her and I see she's really really good yeah she's so why not debut and showcase what she can actually do but it's WWE maybe eventually they got something for it maybe they don't maybe she'll be like Zia Lee and she'll just disappear but we'll see man we'll see <laughs> yeah I'm tired of talking about WWE so we're switching over to AEW uh, we had the amazing John Moxley versus Wheeler Yuta match. Bro, this match it slapped. It was a banger. It was a banger for sure. 
Um, I never really paid much attention to like Wheeler before. It's a tight. All of this with the, <laughs> I think it's the tights, yeah. With, <laughs> it's like, is this an arcade on his he, pants? He got to yeah. get rid of the creative wrestler tights, man. <laughs> Somebody even like... said like, hey, I bought you those tights. Like, but yeah, he's got to get rid of those. But honestly, I'm, I'm with you. I never paid attention to him. And even when they mentioned the name, and even after they had the last match, I kind of looked at him and I was like, eh, I still don't see it. You know, maybe it's something that that um, Dan Bryan sees that we don't see or John Moxie or Regal sees and I don't see. But as this match, I was definitely like, okay, I, I kind of see it. Yeah, it's there. It's there. And this is how you build new superstars. Like, they're putting him with already established wrestlers. And, you know, they're, they kind of did the slow build a little bit with him and had him wrestle everybody from the group first. But this is how you build the star. Like, you, you carefully yeah. do it. And so you take this new guy and you – put them in like competitive matches with guys that can actually go you know what i mean and I, it's just it's so different from what wwe does when they build up a star because yeah, they the... would have they would have just had wheeler wrestling like dominic or something like every week <laughs> in a, right. a mini storyline just to get him over and then goes on the face ray and you know what i mean like but yeah. i feel like they really took their time and like kind of crafted wheeler and now we all love him you know what i mean it's, it's crazy because i didn't care about him a month or two ago so it was wild i didn't um, care about him last week but you're right <laughs> but, you know, but he had the match he had the full he had the full crimson mask on you know what i'm he saying did. bust it open it was a like lot. a star though he was kicking out of you know what i'm saying kicking out of the regal knee and the paradigm shift like Twice. i was legit shot i was like i was like okay is he actually gonna beat him because a lot of times they're just trying to get you and i'm like man i'm not gonna fall for that he's he's gonna yeah yeah he's, he's then, gonna, he didn't even tap out they made him go he put him asleep pretty much yeah so that was cool too. Like he respectable. didn't really lose. He, yeah. he didn't really give up. He lost, but he didn't really give up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just makes him look great. And we see now that he's super over and he's a part of the Blackpool Combat Club. So I'm excited to see what they do with like the next guy. I know there was I forget his name, um, but I think he's a part of another group. I think it might be Nightmare for them, I'm not sure. If that's Are you talking about Garcia? One. No, it was, it's a uh, black wrestler. Oh, I know, I know exactly who you're talking about. I can't, I can't remember. Not Shoddy Lee, but it's somebody. It's somebody yeah, else. I I know who you're talking about. I but just can't remember. Dan, like Daniel mentioned him in the promo that he did when he was trying to get uh, John Moxley to join forces with him. So I feel like yeah. they're gonna go get him. If yeah. they get him over too, this this group is about to be fire. Solid. <laughs> it's a done deal. You know what I mean? Solid. It's, it's a done deal. And another done deal is uh Samoa. You like the transition? It's Samoa. Yeah, I, like I like that. <laughs> you like that? It's Samoa Joe uh, making his AEW debut. So I believe they had a uh, Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor not so long ago. I want to say I'm gonna watch it, but it's just a lot of wrestling to watch on TV. <laughs> it's a lot to keep up with. But I'm definitely super happy that you know the Ring of Honor situation kind of helped him get over to AEW, and it's almost like he's working for both companies, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and his match with Max Caster was pretty entertaining. That freestyle Max Caster did. Max never misses on the freestyles. He did not miss at all. He like, pretty much I'm sending about, you home, Joe. You just injury prone. Yeah, man. yeah. <laughs> talked <laughs> yeah. about his injury and like how that because it pretty much like that derailed his WWE run. Like, yeah, he wasn't really released because he was bad. He got released because he got injured so often. Yeah. So if it wasn't, I love that, the. Yeah, He'd probably still be in WWE right now. I, mean, I also love the shot he took at uh, NXT when it was like, Tony, why'd you give this guy a chance 
when we beat him in the ratings, he was a champ. <laughs> like, yo. Dirty. Yo, Max Dirty. don't miss, man. Max don't miss. Yeah. Then he beat the brakes off Max. But the, <laughs> yeah. the bars is good, though. The bars is good. Yeah. Joe but is legitimately tough, man. He's legitimately tough, man. Yes, muscle, muscle. But I, I definitely like the optic of Jay Lethal versus Samoa Joe. I think that's going to be dope as well. I do too. Yeah. TNA type rivalry. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And then this is something I really wanted to talk about. It was interesting. Uh, so is Jericho pretty much creating the Sports Entertainer of the Week Award? <laughs> I hope they is, do this every single week. So it's the second week they did it. The first week they did it with uh, Nyla Rose <laughs> because yeah, yeah. she attacked the face from the back, which is pretty much like a WWE thing, like running up, attacking somebody from the back. And yeah. then this week or this past week, um, he gave it to QT Marshall for the hook segment with like the certificate or whatever, the gift certificate. Yeah. And he specifically very... said, due to his overall commitment to the Nightmare Factory and his incredible choice of colognes and BWs. <laughs> that's sports entertainment right there. Yeah, that's entertainment right there. Yeah, but I like that. Like it, it kind of still gives like that. Like they're taking shots at WWE a little bit. Yeah, gimmick. But then it's like it's Jericho. He's done that system before, so he's the right person to do it. Yeah. I definitely hope that they keep it going. I think it's funny and it kind of adds more spotlight onto different AEW wrestlers who may not really get mentioned for real or attention. So I think that's cool if they keep it going. Definitely. And then to wrap mm-hmm. it all up for AEW and the, the pod in general, um, do you believe, I just wanted to ask you, do you believe Tony Storm is enough for AEW's women's Short team? answer, no. <laughs> I wrote nah. But, nah. Uh, I don't think she's enough right now. Like she's dope, but I feel like she really didn't even get a chance to be built properly in WWE. Yeah. So I don't think she's that big star AEW needs right now. But I think she could be built up to being something great and she's dope. You know what I mean? But I still feel like they need like an Ember Moon type person to come through. I think Ember is a one person that everybody is pretty much to shake it up. To shake it up and come through. Because even if Mia Yim comes, it's like all right, she wasn't really built that much in WWE either. So it'll be dope, but it's It'll just feel like she's still getting things started. Yeah. But Ember Moon felt like she was just super over it. I feel like that would be the one that would kind of shift the division a little bit. Yeah, know? I think everyone is kind of waiting on an like, like you said, like an established star, like not somebody that kind of stopped mid run or stopped in the making. Like, I could definitely see Ember Moon doing that. Yeah. Um, I can also see like a Nia Jax or something like that, but Ember Moon for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think. Um, they definitely, if they don't get Ember Moon, then at least like four, four more stars that are somewhat notable, and it'll, yeah. that division will be dope. Um, and maybe even like the Iconics, aka the Inspiration now. Like I think that would be cool too. Add them. Into oh, definitely. It. I forgot yeah, about the Iconics. They're out there, but I do see them. Uh, they had Willow Nightingale on Rampage. Yeah, even though she lost to Red Velvet, like I don't Red Velvet. She looked amazing in the match though, and I'm like, okay, she like did. I think this is a great addition right here. Like we need you know, more wrestlers of color, obviously, but, like, she was just entertaining, and, like, the fans were super behind her during the match as well, and I was like, wow. Yeah, she was like, over. She's super over, and it's like, not many people probably know who she is, so I think that's the type of stuff they need to kind of get that division going more. Yeah. Sometimes when they bring over people from other promotions or indie stars, though, they still, I mean, they still, like, get the L, you know what I mean? Like, they don't always, like, go over in the match. Like, I remember seeing the match on paper when it was, what, it was Jay Cargill versus Kira Hogan? It was like a what, like a two minute squash match. I was hyped for that. We was super. Hyped I was hype. <laughs> yeah, was I was hype. like for sure. Like this is her next start, and they brought her over and just had her take the L. I was like, what? What did they this? not know what they had, or maybe they just had other plans? Like I don't know. 
Yeah, but I think Willow Nightingale actually looked really, really good in the match. And yeah. um, I could see if they haven't signed her already, like I definitely see her being a big star within the division. Definitely be all in it. And uh, Willow, you know, if you're out there, just listen. If you happen to just stumble on this podcast, you know what I mean? Like, holla at your boy. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Well, that was another episode of the Offer Wrestling Podcast. Please remember, if you do not like it, you can't complain because we told you it was Offer Wrestling Job. It's Offer Wrestling Podcast. Peace. Willow, I love you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs>